On today's show, Volkswagen decides to skip the Paris Auto Show. GM is expanding the life of its vehicle architectures, and we'll take a look at the new 48-volt hybrid system in the Ram 1500. All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the automotive industry. As we've reported, there's a growing number of automakers skipping the Detroit Auto Show. But it isn't the only show in trouble. Reuters reports that Volkswagen won't display any vehicles at this year's Paris Auto Show. However, VW's other brands, Audi, Porsche, Skoda, and Seat, will still attend. But the VW brand now joins Ford, PSA, Opel, and Volvo, who have also announced they won't be at the Paris show. Auto shows are costly for automakers, and this is another example they feel they're better off spending that money elsewhere to promote a new vehicle. You know, when car companies develop the new platform or architecture for a car, it generally lasts for eight years. They come out with a car, do an update after four years, then replace it completely after eight years. That's how they've done it for decades. But in an upcoming episode of AutoLine This Week, Dan Ammon, the president of General Motors, says they'll come out with a new architecture that can last for 10 to 15 years. It will be a modular architecture that will accommodate different sizes of vehicles and different powertrains, especially electric. It will allow for over-the-air updates and accommodate the latest in cybersecurity protection. By nearly doubling the time it can use an architecture, GM will save billions in investment cost. We're showing you pictures of GM's Cirrus architecture for fuel cell vehicles, and while it may not be exactly what Ammon is talking about, we think that directionally, this is where GM is going. Speaking of vehicle architectures, Acura is using lessons learned from designing safe vehicles to give the all-new RDX a giant standard panoramic moonroof. It started in 2014, when the new small overlap crash test was only two years old and Acura was designing the all-new MDX. One of the enabling pieces to developing an overall safe vehicle was the area around the door opening, called the door ring, seen in yellow here, and it's able to carry and distribute heavy loads. And at the 2018 Great Designs and Steel Seminar in Michigan yesterday, we learned the door ring for the all-new RDX has evolved into a hot-stamped inner and outer piece, claimed to be a world first, and made of varying thickness sections. It's part of what allows the RDX to have a giant panoramic roof while still maintaining safety targets. The other part is structural adhesives, something the automaker only recently embraced. But even though it's new to its arsenal, the RDX features a whopping more than 30 meters or 100 feet of adhesives. And you can see by these pictures how much better structural adhesives can help distribute force over a steel beam compared to just using spot welds. And still to come, Ford is set to resume F-150 production. AutoLine Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion. Dow Automotive Systems, advanced materials that deliver better results. Lear, a global leader in automotive seating and electrical systems. And by Borg Warner, propulsion solutions that support a clean, energy-efficient world. May Mobility, a Detroit startup company that's developed self-driving shuttles, just announced the first commercial deployment of its vehicles. Starting on June 11th in downtown Detroit, the company will provide Bedrock, 
a property management firm with autonomous shuttles that will transport its employees to lunch, parking spots, or to their offices. If you'd like to learn more about May Mobility, we interviewed the COO of the company, Allison Malik, during our supplier symposium at this year's Detroit Auto Show. And in related news, BMW is the first foreign automaker to be awarded with a license to test autonomous cars on public roads in China. The automaker will test level four self-driving cars in the city of Shanghai and says it will collect several petabytes of data for its research. Well, if you've ever wondered how massively important the F-150 is to Ford, just look at the lengths it went to to get production of the truck back online after a fire at the plant of one of its suppliers. Ford said it entered the plant, quote, while it was still smoldering, to move and repair 19 dyes that are used to shape magnesium parts. Another dye was damaged enough that it needed to go back to the supplier's plant in England. So Ford rented a giant Russian cargo plane, of which there are only 21 in the world, to send the massive 87,000-pound piece overseas. Now Ford says production will resume at its Dearborn, Michigan plant tomorrow and at its Kansas City plant on Monday. Coming up next, a look at the new 48-volt hybrid system in the Ram 1500. We're starting to see 48-volt hybrid systems trickle into new vehicles. Yesterday, Kia announced the Sportage will get a diesel 48-volt system, and the new Ram 1500 will offer a 48-volt system as well. And on last week's Autoline After Hours, we were joined by Rob Wickman, the director of Ram Truck Engineering, and he talked about the benefits of that system. They will be out uh, shortly, and that's on the 5.7-liter Hemi, and also our 3.6-liter uh, Pentastar. So explain how that works. I mean, yeah, so eTorque system, it's a, it's a mild hybrid. 48 uh, volt. 48 volt, and uh, we have a MGU unit, which is a motor generator unit, and it's right on the, the top of the engine on the 5.7-liter. It drives a 8-rib bolt down to, the, down to the crank. It provides that startup. Um, it eliminates the uh, the alternators for stop start. It starts at uh, the startup. It's uh, very smooth. Uh, no, uh, it's it's really hard to detect, and you guys will be driving those shortly. Um, and then we have a, a 48 volt battery that sits behind the uh, the rear driver's seat, and that supplies the power to the 12 volt battery, and then also provides the power to the startup. And it's about 130 uh, pound feet of torque uh, within like less than five seconds to get that, that engine started up, and then the torque of the engine comes so, up. So there, does it do anything when you're driving the vehicle? Yeah, so as far as uh, um, regenerative braking, so it's, it's positively torqued, and then it, it takes negative torque for regenerate, and that provides um, um, a source of uh, a battery power. So does that, does that regen braking help with the best-in-class braking that you were talking about earlier? Not so much, more for charging the battery. For more about the nuts and bolts of the new Ram 1500, you can watch that entire show right now on our website, autoline.tv, or on our YouTube channel. And don't forget to tune in to Autoline After Hours later today when we'll have John Walker, a 3D printing expert at the company EOS. We'll get to the bottom of what's really going on with 3D printing in the automotive industry. That's AAH, live today at 3 p.m. Eastern Time on our website or on our YouTube channel. That's it for today. Thanks for watching. Please join us again tomorrow.